Chapter forty eight of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter forty eight, part one. Embedding of the remains of man and his works in subaqueous strata drifting of human bodies to the sea by river inundations destruction of bridges and houses loss of lives by shipwreck how human corpses may be preserved in recent deposits number of wrecked vessels fossil skeletons of men fossil canoes ships and works of art chemical changes which metallic articles have undergone after long submergence embedding of cities and forests in subaqueous strata by subsidence earthquake of kutch in eighteen nineteen buried temples of kashmir berkeley's arguments for the recent date of the creation of man concluding remarks i shall now proceed to inquire in what manner the mortal remains of man and the works of his hands may be permanently preserved in subaqueous strata of the many hundred million human beings which perish in the course of every century on the land every vestige is usually destroyed in the course of a few thousand years but of the smaller number that perish in the waters a certain proportion must be entombed under circumstances that may enable parts of them to endure throughout entire geological epochs the bodies of men together with those of the inferior animals are occasionally washed down during river inundations into seas and lakes belzoni witnessed a flood on the nile in september eighteen eighteen where although the river rose only three feet and a half above its ordinary level several villages with some hundreds of men women and children were swept away it was before mentioned that a rise of six feet of water in the ganges in seventeen sixty three was attended with a much greater loss of lives in the year seventeen seventy one when the inundations in the north of england appeared to have equalled the floods of morrisher in eighteen twenty nine a great number of houses and their inhabitants were swept away by the rivers tyne can ware tees and greta and no less than twenty-one bridges were destroyed in the courses of these rivers at the village of bywell the flood tore the dead bodies and coffins out of the churchyard and bore them away together with many of the living inhabitants during the same tempest an immense number of cattle horses and sheep were also transported to the sea while the whole coast was covered with the wreck of ships four centuries before in thirteen thirty eight the same district had been visited by a similar continuance of heavy rains followed by disastrous floods and it is not improbable that these catastrophes may recur periodically though at uncertain intervals 
as the population increases and buildings and bridges are multiplied we must expect the loss of lives and property to augment fossilization of human bodies in the bed of the sea if to the hundreds of human bodies committed to the deep in the way of ordinary burial we add those of individuals lost by shipwrecks we shall find that in the course of a single year a great number of human remains are consigned to these subaqueous regions i shall hereafter advert to a calculation by which it appears that more than five hundred british vessels alone averaging each a burthen of about one hundred twenty tons are wrecked and sink to the bottom annually of these the crews for the most part escape although it sometimes happens that all perish in one great naval action several thousand individuals sometimes share a watery grave many of these corpses are instantly devoured by predaceous fish sometimes before they reach the bottom still more frequently when they rise again to the surface and float in a state of putrefaction many decompose on the floor of the ocean where no sediment is thrown down upon them but if they fall upon a reef where corals and shells are becoming agglutinated into a solid rock or subside where the delta of a river is advancing they may be preserved for an incalculable series of ages often at the distance of a few hundred feet from a coral reef where wrecks are not unfrequent there are no soundings at the depth of many hundred fathoms canoes merchant vessels and ships of war may have sunk and have been enveloped in such situations in calcarea sand and breccia detached by the breakers from the summit of a submarine mountain should a volcanic eruption happen to cover such remains with ashes and sand and a current of lava be afterwards poured over them the ships and human skeletons might remain uninjured beneath the superincumbent mass like the houses and works of art in the subterranean cities of campania already many human remains may have been thus preserved beneath formations more than a thousand feet in thickness for in some volcanic archipelagos a period of thirty or forty centuries might well be supposed sufficient for such an accumulation it was stated that at the distance of about forty miles from the base of the delta of the ganges there is an elliptical space about fifteen miles in diameter where soundings of from one hundred to three hundred fathoms sometimes fail to reach the bottom as during the flood season the quantity of mud and sand poured by the great rivers into the bay of bengal is so great that the sea only recovers its transparency at the distance of sixty miles from the coast this depression must be gradually shoaling especially as during the monsoons the sea loaded with mud and sand is beaten back in that direction towards the delta now if a ship or human body sink to the bottom in such a spot it is by no means improbable that it may become buried under a depth of a thousand feet of sediment 
in the same number of years even on that part of the floor of the ocean to which no accession of drift matter is carried a part which probably constitutes at any given period by far the larger proportion of the whole submarine area there are circumstances accompanying a wreck which favor the conservation of skeletons for when the vessel fills suddenly with water especially in the night many persons are drowned between decks and in their cabins so that their bodies are prevented from rising again to the surface the vessel often strikes upon an uneven bottom and is overturned in which case the ballast consisting of sand shingle and rock or the cargo frequently composed of heavy and durable materials may be thrown down upon the carcasses in the case of ships of war cannon shot and other warlike stores may press down with their weight the timbers of the vessel as they decay and beneath these and the metallic substances the bones of man may be preserved number of wrecked vessels when we reflect on the number of curious monuments consigned to the bed of the ocean in the course of every naval war from the earliest times our conceptions are greatly raised respecting the multicity of lasting memorials which man is leaving of his labors during our last great struggle with france thirty-two of our ships of the line went to the bottom in the space of twenty-two years besides seven fifty-gun ships eighty-six frigates and a multitude of smaller vessels the navies of the other european powers france holland spain and denmark were almost annihilated during the same period so that the aggregate of their losses must have many times exceeded that of great britain in every one of these ships were batteries of cannon constructed of iron or brass whereof a great number had the dates and places of their manufacture inscribed upon them in letters cast in metal in each there were coins of copper silver and often many of gold capable of serving as valuable historical monuments in each were an infinite variety of instruments of the arts of war and peace many formed of materials such as glass and earthenware capable of lasting for indefinite ages when once removed from the mechanical action of the waves and buried under a mass of matter which may exclude the corroding action of sea-water the quantity moreover of timber which is conveyed from the land to the bed of the sea by the sinking of ships of a large size is enormous for it is computed that two thousand tons of wood are required for the building of one seventy-four gun ship and reckoning fifty oaks of one hundred years growth to the acre it would require forty acres of oak forest to build one of these vessels it would be an error to imagine that the fury of war is more conducive than the peaceful spirit of commercial enterprise to the accumulation of wrecked vessels in the bed of the sea from an examination of lloyd's lists from the year seventeen ninety three to the commencement of eighteen twenty nine captain w h smith ascertained that the number of british vessels alone 
lost during that period amounted on an average to no less than one and a half daily an extent of loss which would hardly have been anticipated although we learn from moreau's tables that the number of merchant vessels employed at one time in the navigation of england and scotland amounts to about twenty thousand having one with another a mean burthen of one hundred twenty tons my friend mr j l prevost also informs me that on inspecting lloyd's list for the years eighteen twenty nine eighteen thirty and eighteen thirty one he finds that no less than one thousand nine hundred fifty three vessels were lost in those three years their average tonnage being about one hundred fifty tons or in all nearly three hundred thousand tons being at the enormous rate of one hundred thousand tons annually of the merchant vessels of one nation only this increased loss arises i presume from increasing activity in commerce out of five hundred fifty one ships of the royal navy lost to the country during the period above mentioned only one hundred sixty were taken or destroyed by the enemy the rest having either stranded or foundered or having been burnt by accident a striking proof that the dangers of our naval warfare however great may be far exceeded by the storm the shoal the lee shore and all the other perils of the deep durable nature of many of their contents millions of silver dollars and other coins have been sometimes submerged in a single ship and on these when they happen to be enveloped in a matrix capable of protecting them from chemical changes much information of historical interest will remain inscribed and endure for periods as indefinite as have the delicate markings of zoophytes or lapidified plants in some of the ancient secondary rocks in almost every large ship moreover there are some precious stones set in seals and other articles of use and ornament composed of the hardest substances in nature on which letters and various images are carved engravings which they may retain when included in subaqueous strata as long as a crystal preserves its natural form it was therefore a splendid boast that the deeds of the english chivalry at agincourt made henry's chronicle as rich with praise as is the ooze and bottom of the deep with sunken wreck and sumless treasuries for it is probable that a great number of monuments of the skill and industry of man will in the course of ages be collected together in the bed of the ocean than will exist at any one time on the surface of the continents if our species be of as recent a date as is generally supposed it will be vain to seek for the remains of man and the works of his hands embedded in submarine strata except in those regions where violent earthquakes are frequent and the alterations of relative level so great that the bed of the sea may have been converted into land within the historical era we need not despair however of the discovery of such monuments 
when those regions which have been peopled by man from the earliest ages and which are at the same time the principal theatres of volcanic action shall be examined by the joint skill of the antiquary and geologist power of human remains to resist decay there can be no doubt that human remains are as capable of resisting decay as are the harder parts of the inferior animals and i have already cited the remark of cuvier that in ancient fields of battle the bones of men have suffered as little decomposition as those of horses which were buried in the same grave in the delta of the ganges bones of men have been found in digging a well at the depth of ninety feet but as that river frequently shifts its course and fills up its ancient channels we are not called upon to suppose that these bodies are of extremely high antiquity or that they were buried when that part of the surrounding delta where they occur was first gained from the sea fossil skeletons of men several skeletons of men more or less mutilated have been found in the west indies on the northwest coast of the mainland of guadalupe in a kind of rock which is known to be forming daily and which consists of minute fragments of shells and corals encrusted with a calcareous cement resembling travertine by which also the different grains are bound together the lens shows that some of the fragments of coral composing this stone still retain the same red color which is seen in the reefs of living coral which surround the island the shells belong to species of the neighboring sea intermixed with some terrestrial kinds which now live on the island and among them is the bulimus guadalupensis of ferrosac the human skeletons still retain some of their animal matter and all their phosphate of lime one of them of which the head is wanting may now be seen in the british museum and another in the royal cabinet at paris according to m koenig the rock in which the former is enclosed is harder under the mason's saw and chisel than statuary marble it is described as forming a kind of glossus probably an indurated beach which slants from the steep cliffs of the island to the sea and is nearly all submerged at high tide similar formations are in progress in the whole of the west indian archipelago and they have greatly extended the plain of Kays in san domingo where fragments of vases and other human works have been found at a depth of twenty feet in digging wells also near catania in sicily tools have been discovered in a rock somewhat similar buried ships canoes and works of art when a vessel is stranded in shallow water it usually becomes the nucleus of a sand-bank as has been exemplified in several of our harbours and this circumstance tends greatly to its preservation between the years seventeen eighty and seventeen ninety a vessel from purbeck laden with three hundred tons of stone struck on a shoal off the entrance of pool harbour and foundered the crew were saved but the vessel and cargo 
remains to this day at the bottom since that period the shoal at the entrance of the harbour has so extended itself in a westerly direction towards peveril point in purbeck that the navigable channel is thrown a mile nearer that point the cause is obvious the tidal current deposits the sediment with which it is charged around any object which checks its velocity matter also drifted along the bottom is arrested by any obstacle and accumulates round it just as the african sand winds before described raise a small hillock over the carcass of every dead camel exposed on the surface of the desert i before alluded to an ancient dutch vessel discovered in the deserted channel of the river rother in sussex of which the oak wood was much blackened but its texture unchanged the interior was filled with fluviatile silt as was also the case in regard to a vessel discovered in a former bed of the mercy and another disinterred where the st catherine docks are excavated in the alluvial plain of the thames in like manner many ships have been found preserved entire in modern strata formed by the silting up of estuaries along the southern shores of the baltic especially in pomerania between bromberg and nakel for example a vessel and two anchors in a very perfect state were dug up far from the sea several vessels have been lately detected half buried in the delta of the indus in the numerous deserted branches of that river far from where the stream now flows one of these was found near vicar in Sinde, was four hundred tons in burthen old-fashioned and pierced for fourteen guns and in a region where it had been matter of dispute whether the indus had ever been navigable by large vessels at the mouth of a river in nova scotia a schooner of thirty-two tons laden with livestock was lying with her side to the tide when the bore or tidal wave which raises there about ten feet in perpendicular height rushed into the estuary and overturned the vessel so that it instantly disappeared after the tide had ebbed the schooner was so totally buried in the sand that the taffrail or upper rail over the stern was alone visible we are informed by lee that on draining martin mere a lake eighteen miles in circumference in lancashire a bed of marl was laid dry wherein no fewer than eight canoes were found embedded in figure and dimensions they were not unlike those now used in america in a morass about nine miles distant from this mere a whetstone and an axe of mixed metal were dug up in ayrshire also three canoes were found in loch dune some few years ago and during the year eighteen thirty one four others each hewn out of separate oak trees they were twenty-three feet in length two and a half in depth and nearly four feet in breadth at the stern in the mud which filled one of them was found a war-club of oak and a stone battle-axe a canoe of oak was also found in eighteen twenty in peat 
overlying the shell marl of the loch of kinnordy in forfarshire end of chapter forty eight part one